Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon and happy hump day. I hope you're enjoying it. We have a great day today. It's beautiful outside, so get yourself outside and get a little wind and sun therapy. This is all things inspirational. Yes, this is Brian the Quadfather Swift. I hope you're ready to be inspired. Um, this is a sweet reminder that you can handle anything life throws at you this week and the rest of your life. Remember, fight back. Uh, never quit. When problems happen, fight back. When doubts happen, fight back. When obstacles happen, fight back. When failure happens, fight back. No matter how hard your situation is, keep moving forward. Keep fighting back. Problems don't need to stop you. Just keep fighting back. A couple announcements today. Remember, Joliet Slammers, if you're planning an event for the game, which is a great venue, which is a great place to go during these beautiful days, please use code SOAR and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to SOAR, Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to help people with disabilities get back outdoors. And one of our sponsors, CD&Me, what a, a great venue. This Thursday, the 14th, they're having uh, a group called Simple Man, which is a tribute band to Leonard Skinner and Thalman Brothers and Marshall Tucker. So uh, get up there. I, I'm planning on getting up there to listen to some awesome music. So that being said, uh, we're going to hear a, a bit from our sponsors in a minute, and then we're going to talk to Angie Egerter from the Fit Foundation. She is a local gal with a local business, and I'm excited to talk to her, not just about her background and exercise, but her business called the Fit Foundation and the variety of healthy food, which we are all missing, myself included, that she offers people. So first, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors, and then we will be back with Angie. Dead. Welcome back on this sunny Wednesday. I am excited to talk to, to Angie so welcome, Angie, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing about the FIT Foundation. Thank you for inviting me. So tell us, so you've had a weather quite a bit, which we'll talk about, but tell us exactly what the FIT Foundation is. So it, in short term, it's a healthy meal prep restaurant. We have a commercial kitchen on site. We do have a refrigerator that are full of prepared meals. Uh, I don't believe in diets. It's based on clean eating principles. So fresh meats, lean meats, fresh vegetables, homemade sauces, everything's portioned out. So it, you just heat neat. It just makes healthy eating easy for those people that don't like to cook, don't want to cook, don't know how to cook. So, I like that principle, heat neat. And you're and you're right. Our our, our lifestyles um, have become, I think, a bit hectic. Uh, I don't know if that was 
necessarily just due to the pandemic. I think they were hectic before the pandemic, but they seem to be more hectic afterwards. I don't know if we're just all playing catch up in certain ways with things in our life, but heat and eat, um, typically, at least when I grew up, meant, you know, hot dogs, something that probably had tons of sodium, but you're offering options now and in, 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 in an area that is so growing, which is keto based, correct? Keto-based as far as my food? Yes. No. Or so, not keto-based. It's just, gluten-free. I do that's have a lot gluten-free. That's so, what I'm thinking about. Yes. Gluten-free, not mm-hmm. keto-based. I'm, yeah, mixing up concepts here. But gluten is becoming a problem. People that have gone most of their lives are now finding that the foods they're eating that and that they've eaten are causing them problems. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny because I didn't know a lot about gluten, gluten-free, what that meant, and I just knew the proper way to eat. So when people, customers came in, they started asking for gluten-free options, I started researching a little bit, and to my delight, 70% of my meals are gluten-free. So the only ones that aren't or of course, they have wheat in them, so pastas. We don't really serve, I think we have one bread. It's a very healthy multi-grain bread that we do sandwiches on. But those are stuff that you're supposed to limit. And unfortunately, a lot of people have a heavy diet of pastas and breads and those things that we're not supposed to have. <laughs> I'm smiling because I'm guilty <laughs> um, of all those things. But uh, eating healthy, I, and let's face it, we're in a time now and have been where people are more educated, more conscious, definitely more self-aware of this, you know, taking care of yourself. I mean, I look back at my parents and I don't remember them ever looking at the side of a package and saying, oh, no. look at the sodium content. Oh, look at the caloric content. Oh, look at this. I, and I don't know, I, I believe part of the reason is even maybe though they're bad foods, considered bad foods, hot dogs, you know, hungry man meals that we ate as kids. I think the food still was, um, had less additives, preservatives. Uh, I think, you know, the, the maybe the meats were, I don't know, less tainted by injections of whatever. Uh, the crops had less pesticides, things on them than they do today. I believe that. I think it's gotten worse over the years, and that's something I'm trying to do is bring public awareness to label reading. And it's not about counting your calories or your fat because good food has calories and fat and carbs, and there's good carbs, but to read the ingredients. And I try to tell people, if you can't pronounce those ingredients, they're not good for you and you shouldn't be eating them, and your body won't recognize them. And that's where certain illnesses and disease come from, is that we're putting these things into our body that our body doesn't know what to do with. No, you're right. And 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 the you can't pronounce and read them it is so true on so much of what we put in ourselves. But let's take a step back. Before this, you were into fitness and nutrition, right? Yes. So it wasn't that you just stumbled onto this. It was kind of, your, tell us about your nutrition or fitness background. Then. I started cooking healthy when I was first married. 
when I was 19 years old, I moved down to Texas. My husband at the time was in the Navy. We were stationed down there. And I had no family or friends. I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I started reading, this is before the internet, so I started reading books and magazines on how to exercise and how to eat healthy. And so I'd go down by myself to the apartment gym and figure out how the machines worked, and I would try recipes. And my knowledge of nutrition has evolved over the years. Back then, I just wanted to be skinny. So I would buy all this fat-free stuff, not realizing that it was had a bunch of chemicals and it wasn't necessarily healthy, but I could lose weight on it. And then I learned about clean eating probably about 15, 20 years ago, and I loved what that message was is that health is from the inside it's not just what you look because you can see a thin person they can be very unhealthy and so it that doesn't represent health so I started I've been cooking most of my life and then I was divorced about a little over 10 years ago I had three young children at home I was in real estate that was going not well because of the economy and I couldn't make ends meet so I transformed my garage into a gym and started a little personal training business to make ends meet and I was able to stay home with my kids at the same time and that's also a passion of mine as well but my clients didn't want to do the nutrition portion so I developed some easy recipes for them to cook food but they still didn't want to do that so (laughs) so uh, it evolved into me cooking for people, and uh, I, I'm very blessed. It, it was very nerve-wracking at first because I only did it for family and friends, so it's, you don't know if people are going to believe sure. or like your, what you're doing. So, Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people that literally need to be spoon-fed and treated like a kid. Here it is. It's on your plate. Try it. Eat it. It's good for you. I was amazing when I first started. I would go around to businesses with free samples. And I say, hey, I just opened this business down the street. Here's some free stuff. I actually had people tell me no. I'm like, but it's free. (laughs) Just try it, please. Yeah, I mean, shockingly, it's not a surprise. Yeah. I I, I mean, it's, yeah, I I don't understand it, but I I don't doubt it. And, uh, And I'm sure some people just, for whatever reason, don't believe there's still good people out there in in, in a, a way businesses should do business i mean I'm a, I'm a big believer in supporting local so why not reach out to the other businesses who have people that have to obviously eat lunch there maybe dinner there whatever and are looking for something besides fast food um as good as fast food is it catches up to us i think even more so today sure i mean growing up i never heard the amount of people who had gluten problems and now you see things and, and I'm not I'm not looking at conspiracies but you look at the amount of kids that are ADHD and have certain issues I mean there always were these things but it just seems like we have more people with you know gut issues um, gluten issues at an alarming rate Sure. And well, when I was a kid, fast food was a treat. That wasn't something we no. had on a regular basis. It was like, woohoo, my mom's taking me to Burger King. This is exciting. And now people use it as almost an everyday, a lot of times every day for their meals. Oh, no, you're right. It's, it's interesting you bring that up. And I, and I say that to our kids that going out was a treat. Mm-hmm. Like that was something special you did as a family. Yes. And not often. 
just because I know my parents couldn't afford it too. You didn't have near the amount of fast food places oh, no. back then that you do now. There, they were not that they weren't around, but they weren't around on every third street corner. No, um, and you just didn't do that. We had meals at home. Street lights came on. You got home. Mm-hmm. You had dinner together as a family every night, not just Sundays, not just, but every night. And mom cooked. Yeah, I mean it just. Or dad grilled, you know, mom would cook, whatever it was. And leftovers were something I know I grew up and still do look forward to having. I love leftovers. I mean, I know. <laughs> it's a day I don't have to cook when I exactly. eat a leftover. And, and sometimes they're better the second and third day. Absolutely. Like, you know, my wife makes some of the most awesome spaghetti sauce from scratch. And it is way better the second and third day. Mm-hmm. And I think everything kind of gets a chance that second simmering or time you turn it on gets a chance to really come together. So uh, I grew up on leftovers and I know families and quite a few of them that don't eat leftovers. I've been to parties where they've had them catered and they had trays of food brought in. And at the end of the night, they're like, if you want to take it, because we don't eat leftovers. And that's just mind boggling, especially with the cost of food. Um, crazy mind-boggling. So your journey took you from, I mean, you, you've, uh, the, what's inspiring so many things about your journey was, you know, and, and not that we're here to talk about that, being married, having kids is, is a crazy huge responsibility. Then you move out of state, you don't have, you, you definitely move away from any type of support you might have here. And I say that because I know we relied on both of us our parents to help us with the kids and we have three kids and then you get divorced and that's that's traumatic enough and then you start a fitness business out of your garage which all great companies have started out of the garage right <laughs> i mean you look at, right i mean they have i mean you look at you know all, all all these electronic companies and i don't know if it was steve jobs or microsoft whoever you know they all seem to start in a garage but and you know what? It's one of my favorite places. I do my fitness out of my garage. I do my woodworking out of my garage. Um, and now you look and you've got people that uh, have three-car garages in the one bay. They've got their big screen TV. They've got the refrigerator. And they've got the lounge chair. Mm-hmm. And I've got my AstroTurf in my garage on the one side where I work out. And I've got my uh, vision board behind it with all bunch of motivational sayings and that's why I go to work out um, and, and it is my place that I go to when I can't get maybe outside to ride or get up to the park and exercise and, and whatnot so all great things seem to start in garages so you started fitness in the garage which was awesome we never know our plan right God has a plan for all of us out there and you started this and this morphed into your you know your fit foundation correct yes so i had a friend at the time who owned a nutrition store and he allowed me to make some food with his protein powder to help promote me and promote him and it went over well enough that he put a refrigerator in the back of the store and said why don't you throw some food back there Well, I didn't want to do it out of my kitchen. I didn't want to do it the proper way. My sister owned a restaurant that was closed. And so the commercial kitchen was just sitting there. 
in Marseilles. And so she said, you can just pay the mortgage on it and you can use it. So what I would do is I would drop off my kids at school and then I would drive out to Marseilles. It took me about 50 minutes and it took me three months to renovate it all by myself to get it up to par for the health department to pass it. Got 100%. I was really proud of that. And then uh, once that was done, I dropped the kids off at school. I would go out to Marseilles. I would cook the meals. I would bring them back, deliver them to the store, pick up my kids and do it all over again. So I did that for quite a while, I think a little over a year, and then my sister found the unit that I'm at now in Crest Hill, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, Marseilles is not an no. easy trick. No, Not that it's, it's not. far, but I'm, or not that it's hard to get to, but it is, I was going to say, 50 minutes or an hour away if there's no traffic on 80, or is it 80 or 55? 80. Mm -hmm. 80 um, on top of juggling three kids. Yeah, um, which, and I do it within a certain amount of hours. Basically, when the kids right. were at school. Sure. So uh, when I the, when I found the kitchen in Crest Hill, that was literally about five minutes away from my house. So that was That's a awesome. godsend. Mm -hmm. And not that it's easy, but you found a way to do it. Absolutely. Right. I mean, and that that's where you know some people probably look at you and don't realize, and like a lot of us, what it takes behind the scenes, like. You make it look easy, but they don't realize the, the blood, sweat, and tears and the sacrifices that it takes to run a successful business or become set successful at something or to, to work to become great at something. You put in all this behind-the-scenes effort, not just the driving back and forth, but turning a kitchen to pass a health inspection, I'm sure, is no easy trick, um, and everything else you did. What what kept you going? What I mean, what what drove you to? I mean, a lot of self sacrifice, which people know it takes, but what kept you moving forward? Well, trust me, during the process, I did a lot of crying. <laughs> I had a lot of it's breakdowns. Okay. No, it's yeah. okay. Especially because I didn't know what I was doing. I never owned a restaurant, and I didn't really even ever really work in the restaurant business. So it was a huge leap into an unknown for me of what I was doing. But when I was at home with the, my kids and I'm getting these shutoff notices month yeah. after month for my utilities and I'm just scraping by, but I'm always like not quite there. I'm always behind. And I just knew in my heart that there was something better for me and my children. And so to me, this I felt like this is my shot. And I gave up my real estate career and my license and I just knew that if I was going to make this a success that I had to put all my effort into it and it, you're right it wasn't easy um, you know my my old my daughter had to basically help raise my three year four year old at the time because I was working 12 14 hours sure. a day I was when I got home I was I was exhausted and that's not the worst thing giving our kids some responsibility maybe a little more than we'd like to at the time isn't the worst thing either. I mean, we don't want to give our kids total adult responsibility, but those type of responsibilities that, that I know I've had to give my kids, being in a wheelchair and functioning, I'll say uh, looking like I have a normal life, live in a nice house that we paid for and nothing was given to us and keeping it up. My kids had a lot of early responsibilities more than most kids. That that is ends up being a blessing, I think, down the line 
I wish more parents would do that. Um, but you could have easily gone into the fetal position. And <laughs> I I'm might sure have you, nights, you, you might, <laughs> yeah, Which is fine, but, but you didn't stay there. No. That, I mean, so there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting knocked down to your knees. Uh, trust me, I've been there. But the key is you didn't stay there. Mm-hmm. And that's... I felt like I didn't have a choice, mainly because my three kids, they are my entire heart. I do everything for them. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, no, they drive yeah, me. Like, yeah, that's I, I my, mean, like, that's my, my kids heart. see me having to do things I do. They don't have a lot of excuses. Mm-hmm. Like when I sure. used to coach football in high school, there were some kids that would go up to other coaches and be like, coach, it's too hot out. And it's too hot to, you know, I can't run. I can't do this anymore. And then I remember coaches saying, okay, you go tell Coach Swift you can't run. Mm. And they, they, I remember him looking over and being like, there's mm. no way I'm going to go tell Coach Swift. Because <laughs> right. he is going to chew on me for a week and call me Sally and call me <laughs> Femme and anything else. Because he's going to bust on me, which we could do back in the day. So I'm going to run because that's way easier than telling Coach Swift who's sitting in a wheelchair sweat, sweating bullets when he's not supposed to be sweating to do it. And, and and so that that's that see my kid you know being that example for our kids is extremely motivating i mean that 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 to me is so powerful that even though we need to you actually did it and you had lots of reasons some most maybe all of the kids would have understood why you could have taken a different path but now your kids have seen what you've gone through, which we should as parents be these, this example to our kids in so many ways, um, so many good ways at least, that it really does make it more difficult for them to take that other road. Now, obviously, you know, kids are kids. They all are meatheads at some point <laughs> in their teenage years. But ultimately, I know my kids rarely will complain or say things because they know that, like, I can't complain to, you know, I see what my mom does. She gets up every day. She helps dad get up. She Then she goes and she works all day and she comes home. And, you know, so uh, living that life that you've led so far through all your ups and downs and, and more downs, um, is a great example, not just to your kids, but to the people around you. And that's why you're here. I mean, that, that that's inspiring. Um, you didn't have an easy path. You were thrown so many, so many opportunities to fail, but yet you chose not to, whether it be through the divorce, through the move to Texas, through the divorce, through, uh, then we get hit with COVID. So your shop has been out there how long? Seven years. So you lived through COVID. I did. I did by the skin of my teeth, I feel like sometimes. Uh, COVID was hard because everyone was not focused on their health necessarily, which, as we discussed earlier, should have been. But everyone was out there eating the pizza and the ribs and the burgers, which, like I mentioned, I'm very happy for those restaurants that got that support. 
but it was it was definitely a struggle for me but you know come this far so you just you just keep pulling along until it's your turn and as we started to come out of this and people weren't feeling so good because they've been in the house and they haven't been moving and they've been eating horrible food that they came back a lot of you know people said hey i know it's been a while but i need your help as so. we were joking earlier they got they started to realize their stretchy pants are stretched out <laughs> and they needed to get back to their other size pants that are in the other drawer that they haven't that they haven't put on in a while yes i'm guilty also of, of, of some of that um i was blessed and took a, a path where i said if you don't come out of this COVID with a new skill set with a new opportunity with something then you really failed the opportunity in front of us so i took this chance because let's face it we've all said if i had more time i would right sure i mean time is something we can't buy well covid truly gave us some of that time to do things that we have all said if i had the time mm -hmm. i would um unfortunately there was more down downside to that especially as a business um, and I did, you know, I took that as a opportunity as well. So I had to close down for six weeks because I couldn't find any product to fill the orders that I did have. And then we were only part open part time, I want to say for almost six months. And so I really, I had that mom guilt of working all those hours starting the business for the sure. first handful of years. So what I did is I really took that opportunity and spent time with the kids. And so that was a blessing to me in, in that aspect. So I tried awesome. to keep that. That was my positive outtake of that. So. Awesome. So where can people find your store? We are located in Crest Hill. The address is 2209. Plainfield Road, and I let everyone know if you know the chalkboard, because most people do, we are located across the street, kind of kitty corner, in a shopping plaza, and the same shopping plaza as Walt's Hobby Shop. That's another uh, landmark out here. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Awesome. And do you have an online presence? Can they reach you through phone or find your menu or the items? How can they do that? Also. We do have a website, which is Fit Foundation, the number four, the letter U, at .com. That has a lot of information, plus our online menu. And I have a huge presence on Facebook, and I'm very interactive on that. I post up several times a day what's in the refrigerator. We change the menu every week, so there's always something different, the large variety. We have over 300 dishes that we rotate. Wow. It's, that's a quite a variety mm -hmm. i wouldn't have thought 300 dishes that's bigger than mcdonald's menu well it's growing so, i mean i don't offer that every week but i mean i have customers that have been coming to me weekly for over five years and i attribute that to the ever-growing menu changing because if i had sure. a, a stagnant menu then you know no one wants to eat the same thing all the time so. no i no, i agree and, and and it's good to recycle things and come back to it six months a year later uh, because people do like variety. I, mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I like variety of cooking, too. So that's no, why I come up with new sure. stuff all the time, too. So. Gives you a chance to test different recipes. Sure. Well, listen, we're going to go hear a word from our sponsors, and then we will be back with Angie. So thank you for listening. It. Welcome back. This is Brian the Quadfather Swift. You are listening to All Things Inspirational, and we are here with Angie and the Fit Foundation listening to an, an extraordinary story um, in so many ways, not, not just uh, the mental aspects of what you went through, but emotional, spiritual, um, with three kids, 
and working through a pandemic, which um, has brought so many people to their knees, especially businesses. What uh, small businesses seem to be the ones that got got hit the worst. But you found a way to make it through and come back on the other side. And as you said, and then I agree. After we all kind of got through that first year, year and a half, I think people tried to get back into uh, a healthier routine. So that hopefully has brought you to a brighter side of running that business and offering people healthy alternatives uh, because eating is something I'm guilty of. We fall back into sometimes not just when we're hungry. I'm a nervous eater or I'm a late night eater or whatever that may be. And you mentioned it earlier, eating, dieting is, is not the answer. It's about creating a healthy lifestyle. So I'm assuming with your, when you were, you had your exercise business that talking about eating and creating a healthy lifestyle was also part of what you did with a lot of your clients. It's a whole package. And what I try to promote is not only is being healthy, eating the right food, but it's also moving your body and it's also your mental well-being. So I also promote self-care and that doesn't necessarily mean laying on the couch and eating bonbons, but it is doing things you love. Like I love to do yoga. And I'm just like everyone else, I fall off the wagon, I might not go for a month, but it's something when I'm there, it makes my soul happy. And that, and that doesn't have to be something active either. It could be knitting, it could be woodworking, it could be anything. So I think that health is honestly like a trifecta. It's a whole package. And what, when you have all that in balance, life is really good. No, I agree. I just did a speech for a group out of Payless of business people that wanted me to talk about work-life, home-life balance. And balance isn't a location. It's not a place. It is a lifestyle that we chase, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't real, life is never 50-50, right? We're never giving our business 50% and our home life 50%, rarely. It's it's 80-20, it's 70-30, sometimes 70 for business, sometimes 70 for home. Usually, especially in a position of entrepreneurship and businesses like you have, it's probably more towards the business um, than it is. But that balance is not just about physically being present. It's about being mentally present. It's about being spiritually present. Like you said, it's this 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 self-care, which is a, a term I struggle with saying because I just keep thinking, if I told my father I need <laughs> self-care time, I think he would throat punch me, laugh at me, and call me Sally. And I love the man dearly, but I can't, I can't even imagine my mom or dad saying I need self-care. My mom is just a machine. I mean, she was up when I got up as a kid. She was up when I went to bed as a kid. The how, I mean, I don't know how people functioned back then. Neither of them drank. Neither of them had any... Okay, they had vices. They smoked for a while, but they both stopped. But, you know, this term self-care just seems to be getting mentioned so much and so much. And and, and I'm guessing, I mean, you probably never heard your parents talk about self-care. No. And maybe you did. No, I didn't. And I think that words, like you said, it could be a broad spectrum that's not True. actually 
accurate. You know, right. it might be an excuse for being lazy or I don't know. No, but self care is important. It, I think it's important. It's it, it's you can't get burnt out working. You know, you can't get burnt out doing anything. You have you have to be able to recharge your batteries so that you're not only good for yourself but for everyone around you. Exactly, especially in your case where you're taking care of three kids by yourself. I mean, if you go down, yeah, it's not absolutely. you going down. It's mm-hmm. it affects your three kids. It affects maybe other family members. Um, we take help take care of my mom who has dementia. If I go down or my wife goes down, it is a big the circle of effect it has is quite huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do, and you're right. Self care might not have been mentioned, but they did it maybe in their own way. Whether that was sitting and watching a ball game on TV. Um, For me, it's 100% exercise. I mean, between the exercise and the woodworking, which I probably try to do seven months a year once it gets too cold, the car goes in the garage and my garage isn't heated. But uh, then I find other ways and that's why I I, I write books um, and I coach small businesses and people. Uh, I find ways that I love um, things I love to do that make me feel, you know, emotionally good, mentally good, spiritually good. Uh, I say feed your soul, right? 100%. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's the balance that we need. And, and in that balance is the health and definitely these days, not knowing the state of what the food we're putting in ourselves is what you do with the Fit Foundation. Uh, you know, providing these meals that are fit for people um, is such a tremendous benefit and opportunity for us out there that maybe don't cook, maybe don't have the time to cook, or, or the, the desire. Some people just don't have the desire. Um, I grew up the opposite end. I watched my mom, she could cook anything. I had one of those moms that could go into, I could open the refrigerator, look in it, slam the door and goes, there's nothing to eat. And my mom could go in the same refrigerator and fill a table full of food that was just yummy. And I don't know how she did it, but they just she just had a knack. Um, Cooking is a lost art, I believe. 100%. A lot of people don't do it anymore. And they come in and tell me, almost apologizing, well, I don't like to cook. Or I don't know how. I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. And, you know, something I'd just like to emphasize is that most people do come in to see me to lose weight. And that's understandable. But that's why I try to explain this as in a diet. When you feed your body, it's like a machine. And if you feed it the proper fuel, it's going to run properly. And weight loss is a side product of that. So it's being healthy from the inside out. And like you said earlier, it's not just about reading the side of a container. It's about knowing what that is. Because, and I think we've all probably gone through this, you look for food that didn't have a lot of fat in it. And you thought you were doing good. Right. Unfortunately, our bodies are engines and we do have to feed it so much fat. Absolutely. We do have to feed it so 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 much so many carbs and certain things, especially depending on how you're driving that body. Right. Are, are you are you crazy busy? Are are you exercising a lot? Is just maybe your job is a very physical job. So putting non fattening foods uh, or, or looking at a caloric intake and picking the meal that has less calories, 
doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting something good into you. Absolutely. And people wonder why they can't lose weight sometimes when they do eat low calorie or low fat. Well, because your body, you know, will hold on to fat if it's not getting enough. So, and people are like with the keto thing, a lot of people are scared of carbs. Well, carbs equal energy in our body. That's what we use them for. And so we require that. It's just that there's good carbs, like your vegetables and your fruit and your whole grains, and then there's the bad ones. So it, it's, you just have to put the proper carbs into your body, the proper fats. And with our lifestyles, that, that's become difficult. Mm -hmm. Very difficult. Um, and I, and I, not to blame anything, but I, I don't think COVID's helped that matter um, with, with the mental and emotional stress that put on so many people. Sure. I think it's much easier to eat unhealthy than it is to eat healthy because eating healthy takes more thought, more time, more effort, uh, maybe some sacrifice because yes, I want that pizza and it's easy to pick up the phone and order that pizza, right? Sure. Versus getting going up to the store where, you know, the the produce section is full. And like you said earlier, but, you know, that pizza section's uh, been picked through and mm -hmm. some of those good things have been picked through. So awesome. Well, Angie, what else, what other advice would you give people that are, are looking to either, you know, get back on track or, you know, start start their their journey towards being more fit? I put up a post not that long ago, and what the message was is don't try to overhaul your life overnight. It's not going to work. A lot of people want to go on some crazy exercise regimen and do this crazy diet, and it might work for a short time, but then you get burnt out. And a lot of times that's not going to work long term anyway. So what I challenge people to do is adopt one new good habit a month. And it could be as simple as taking a walk every day. And then, you know, you got that down pat. Next month, let's add something else. You know, give up the, that fast food how many times a week or change your pop into water. Or Because you, when you start building those habits and then they start compounding, then you're going to want to do it more. It, and, and it just leads to you're going to feel better and it's going to lead you to a more healthy lifestyle long term. No, you're right. And I'm one of those people that's guilty. Like when I want to start something, I don't do it in a small way. <laughs> well, you want I, re uh, results now, right? Not so just that, like but I like, like you said, go for a walk. Well, when I start, you know, especially say after winter and that we finally get some nice weather, I'll be like, okay, let's go for a, a walk with whether maybe one of my kids, maybe my wife and their idea of a walk and mine are, tend to be different because I want to go like, like, well, this is our first one. You know, you got to get used to it. I'm like, no, we're going to go a couple, you know, three, four miles. Well, you know, do you really want to do that? Yeah, I do want to do it. Or last week when we had one of those, oh, I forget what day it was. It was the 90 degree plus with 87% humidity. And the heat is difficult on people with uh, people who are quads because we don't sweat. Uh, it's part of our uh, the injury. So if you don't sweat, our body builds up heat. It's hard for us to manage our body temperature. So, of course, that's the day I decided to go for the walk. And that's the day I decided, you know, my my energy was, uh, for some reason, I, I, like the heat didn't bother me. And, you know, after about two and a half miles, my wife looked at me and was like, okay, we're going back home. And I'm like, come on, you, I, you can't keep up with an old quad. I mean, I'm <laughs> I've got it more in you. And then she 
accused me of trying to kill her uh, <laughs> on the way home from our couple mile walk. And I, I will admit it was was hot, but I, I'm that person I like to test myself on those days. You know, why test yourself when it's 70 and nice out? <laughs> right. When you could, you know, pick hell hot day to decide. To and your wife it. won't die. Yeah, and, yeah, that would that would have not have been good. Um, I just thought she was in better shape than me, but I mean, neither are my kids. I mean, I know I got the dad belly going, and, but, you know, maybe I just need to eat more of those healthy foods. I'm going to have to try to do more of that. So, listen, it's been uh, awesome talking with you. Uh, you've got a great story. Uh, wish you nothing but the best. If you're out there and looking to get started, come visit Angie at the Fit Foundation here in Crest Hill. Angie, give people uh, one more time, give them a, an idea of where the, your address and how they can reach out to you and find this amazing food. 300, sele- 300 different selections of, of meals, not all at once, but that's a great variety through the course of a year um, for people to be able to choose from, maybe even try some things they, I'm assuming they've probably never had before. Sure. So how can they reach you one more time? We're located in Crest Hill on Plainfield Road, 2209 Plainfield Road. We're across the street from the chalkboard and in the same shopping plaza as Walt's Hobby Shop. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or our website at FitFoundation, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Angie, awesome. Thank you. The best of luck. And now a word from our sponsors. I hope everybody's out there enjoying their day. Again, if there's any topics, any suggestions, please reach out to me at bswift6262 at gmail.com. Otherwise, you guys have a blessed day. Take care. And now a word from our sponsors.